Welcome to the best idea of all time. I'm Laser. Hello. I'm Alice. This is a podcast where we listen to the movie. We listen to the movie Carol every week while also watching the movie Carol at the same time. I don't know, but I can't speak for Laser. I, I watch the movie Carol every week. Yeah. Well, I, I watch it and I, and I listen to it. I do it both. Uh, this week we're in two different places. I'm in Scotland. You're in Scotland. I'm back in Los Angeles in my house. We were, we were supposed to be in Scotland together, but then I decided not to go to Scotland. So it is you all on your own, and you're going to be there for a month. I'm going to be here for a month. Uh, it's wonderful. So this was the first time I watched Carol by myself. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, we haven't done it separately. This, um, we, this is the first time we've done it remotely for the two of us. Yeah. I sat much closer to the television than usual. Ah. Um, the lighting was slightly different on the television. Or the color, I mean, not the lighting. Um, yeah. And so I noticed I just, I, it was just slightly different, but it was still, it was fun. I, I thought it was just kind of a different experience. Also, I'm beginning to see, like, acting in it. Oh, yeah? Like, I, people performing lines. Uh, because uh-huh. I know the lines so well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, like, give me an example. You think I drove all the way across the country because I hate you? And like that, the Sarah Paulson. And want to see you suffer. And want to see you suffer. And it's like, I mean, it's a great performance. Yeah, it's like she forgot the the second half of the line, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But you kind of you start to see it's like, oh, this is Sarah Paulson saying a line. Abby isn't a real person. Abby's not real, and she's not going to save me. Uh, It's very sad. Uh, But yeah, how was your watch? You have to hashtag be your own Abby. I know you do. You have to. How was your watch, Alice? Um, my watch was good. I will say I am now at the phase where I can just quote the dialogue with the movie in time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not hear the characters because I'm hearing it myself saying the lines out loud. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time this time thinking about um, Rooney Mara again, as I'm wont to do. I read I read something really interesting in the lasers nodding their head. Um, you can't hear that on a podcast. <laughs> I just don't want to interrupt you because um, I feel like it stops you from talking. Yeah, fair. Uh, we're, we're dealing with latency. It's 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 fine. It's fine. Um, I I read this really interesting interview with um. Well, it was with all the, it was with the, Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara and Todd Haynes. That was um as part of the press tour for Carol when it came out. Um, as part of the award season in twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen, and um. She was talking about how she had a second sex scene in the movie, which we, which is, which was cut. Which was, I think, it was a scene where she is jerking Triangle Man off. She literally talks about how she's giving this like unsexy hand job to him, and it's one really long shot. So she had to like take her hand out of frame so the prop master could squirt some like fake jizz on her hand, and then she's just staring there. At the end, she's just looking at it. I'm pretty sure that's that's supposed to happen between the scene with them drinking and then the scene with her by herself at the kitchen table. There's like a shot of him in bed snoring. I'm pretty sure that's where that scene was in the film. And I, and I love that it got cut out, but that she told this story during um, like like press for the, the movie. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kind of happens in the book, right? Where she like they try to have she tries to get him to have sex. But like they, they try to have a sexual relationship. She just right. fucking hates it. Yeah. They've tried multiple times, according to the book. All right. I had some thoughts. I just I was looking a lot at Frankenberg's today. Like it's so hospital like. Okay. And like the colors, it's very like ugly. 
Um, and then the big like classroom like Christmas decorations with the glitter on them. Like uh, I I don't know. I just love it. I was just yeah. admiring those today. Um, the it arrived guy who's like who's telling her that the picture came to or the train set will have arrived at Carol's house. He's wearing like a science coat yes. over his shirt. I don't understand what his jacket is. <laughs> it looks like a lab coat. I don't know why that's what he's wearing. Um, and um, okay. And then I, during the time that the when the when the private investigator private investigator is records them. I was just thinking, like, that sex yes. scene, they're basically just whispering the whole time, and the radio is on. So I don't know what that tape uh-huh. has on it. That's my question. Well, we only see a little bit of it. We see a little bit of the foreplay. Maybe maybe, maybe there were some maybe there were some loud moans or some orgasms happening that, that, that they chose not to show because Todd Haynes is a classy director. He's classy. Okay, that's fair. Um I mean, okay, so, 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 wait, but hold on, hold on, so, hold on, so, which of the two of them is loud in bed? I think Carol's mm. loud in bed. I don't think Therese is like a, is like a, is like a stone because she's very inexperienced, but, but Carol, Carol, no, she, she can't stop. I, I would, I hope so. I hope she's loud. That would be great. I, I, I feel like, yeah, yeah Therese has no reason to be loud. Um... I, I like to think that Carol and Abby were very loud, and that's what and Florence caught them, and that's and that's how the whole thing started. Florence, god damn it! Um, okay, how did Tommy Tucker ha- already send the tapes if he's not even dressed yet for the day when she comes with the gun? You know, he's like the tapes are already sent, but he's still in his he's still getting dressed. You know, doesn't add up. Right. Well, it is a it is a bluff, but the the our, our favorite hotel clerk says it could have come at seven or nine. So it's probably later than both of those. It could be 10 mm. or 11 even when they're checking out. And so he, it's possible he went to the post office in his skivvies. <laughs> or he just has a lot of different outfits that he likes to wear. He likes to like put on different disguises anytime he goes anywhere just for fun. Yeah. His, his suit that he's wearing when he's pretending to be the notions guy is so elaborate. It looks like he's like a little kid dressed up like, like a mom for, for like, <laughs> like Easter Sunday or something. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he probably had like a weird disguise, I guess. Also, I, one thing I noticed this time that I've never seen before. When Carol walks into the custody hearing, she, mm-hmm. uh, the, the door opens and Fred, who we hate, her attorney, has this stupid smile on his He's like, hi. <laughs> um, okay, that's everything I wrote down. I um, wait, wait, hold on. I want to, yeah. I want to talk about Fred a little bit more because, because Fred I drove me crazy. It. I mm-hmm. my so when I was when I was younger, my parents got divorced, and my mother went and hired <laughs> a, a divorce attorney, and that guy knew what the fuck he was doing. I mean, he was really, he was really suave. He was really, really um, good looking and handsome. He drove a nice car. He, he was doing all the like things you expect a lawyer to do. But in terms of like assuring my mother, we're going to get everything. This guy's got nothing coming. He's going to get, we're going to fucking destroy him. That sort of mm-hmm. thing. Fred, Fred provides zero of that to Carol. He's like, to my surprise, the other guy did this. He's very smart. I'm very dumb. I didn't know this. Why don't you just wait until after the holidays? Like, there's no comfort at all from this man. And he's like, he's like, 
when he's talking about the morality clause, he's like, oh, you know what you did. I'm I'm not going to mince words. Abby Gerhard. Yeah, he he is not on her side, I think, is the real problem with Fred. Not at all. No. I hate him. It's, I hate him so it's much. It's a shame. It's a shame. Okay, so you sent me to Scotland with something in my suitcase that I didn't know what it was. Yes, this is the Carol Collection Corner for this week. Because you're in Scotland and I'm not, so... Um, you want to open it now? Yeah, I do. Actually, okay, so you're holding it up. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it, do you, what do you have a guess what it is? I have no guesses. No, ways are shaking their head. I have okay. grasped it tightly because you said the shape I would probably guess. Yes. No, I don't know what this is. Okay. I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm going to open it. Is it okay? Yes, please. What would it be? A shoe? What kind of shoe? Sh- yes! Yes! It's a doll! Oh, this is horrible. Thank you. Yeah, so we have... It's not a haunted doll. It is just a regular doll. This doll okay. is called... Is this Betsy Wetsy. It is a doll that was... <gasps> This is I'm 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 95% sure this is the copyright free version of of Bright Betsy. It's Betsy this is Betsy Wetsy. It was a doll that was first made in the 30s but was very popular in the 50s. You can you can put water in its mouth and it will wet itself. I'm I'm looking for the hole like a normal person. <laughs> um. <laughs> this is the cut dialogue from when um Carol and Therese were having sex. I don't see it. I used to have a doll that you could... It, I mean, the water just goes through. Um, I don't see right. it on this, but... I that, guess that's I what it said on eBay. I, I, I could have been... It's possible I could have been swindled. I didn't look at it too closely. No, I mean, it does have a hole in the mouth. Um, I'm excited to give it a shot. I'm gonna feed the... Oh, I see. I see it. I see it. There's... Great. It has a nice little um, crocheted dress... And a really great, tight, bob, beautiful haircut. I love yes. her. I'm going to put her up in my apartment. And people come over. I'll be like, do you like Betsy? <laughs> Betsy Wetsy. This is Betsy Wetsy, and she loves you. Yeah, she's great. I hate it. She doesn't cry, but she does wet herself. Um... Yeah, I thought since I'm not going to be there in Scotland with you, I could send someone as my replacement. Well, you should have gotten me into all the cries. Um, but yes, no, it's wonderful. Uh, it, it's really, really terrible. Um, I love it so much. Yeah. I really do. Um, I can't tell if I think somebody's grandma made this dress or if it came with. It's like this two-piece kind of crocheted doll dress? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's original? Do you think it's handmade? Do you I think, think it's, it's original. It's wonderful. I think it's hand, hand-painted, handmade, limited edition of 5,000. It's great. Uh, do you have any other Carol Collection Corner this week? Uh, that's going to be it for this week. Um, next week, we may not have one because I'm going to be in Spain for a work trip. The whole mm-hmm. thing. We'll figure it out. Um, but that that's it for this week. I do have some more stuff in the hopper. I, I just want to say um, the Etsy and eBay orders have been flying over here at, at <laughs> my house. 
please please be excited for future carol collection corners as well i'm very excited um i've been um out looking at tartans just because we there are so many in scotland walking around the streets of edinburgh trying to recognize tartans that are in the film so there's the one obviously that's on the biggest one is is uh therese's hat yes but there's also um therese has two different plaid scarves richard has a plaid Mm -hmm. scarf um abby and carol have plaid robes Richard has a plaid jacket. Like, there's all all of this plaid all over this movie. So I've t- I took a lot of screenshots this time, and we'll just be out there scoping scoping the city for Carol plaids. Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about Scotland? Sure. Um, yeah, I've been here only a couple days. I'm gonna put Betsy down. Of course. Because her eyes are horrible. I'm putting the I'm putting a link to the the listing in, in the eBay listing in in the private chat so you can take a look at that later. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Thank you. Uh, should we read it? There's there's nothing to read. It's just mostly ideal Betsy. Oh wow! Yes, thirteen inches with rooted hair. Her eyes are clear and she has all lashes. Uh huh. Seam babies. Wow. Okay. There's a lot of different Betsy Wetsies. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's a very some popular of them doll. have the little. Yeah, they come with the um. The funnel, so you can feed them. <laughs> oh god. Oh, awful! Really great. Thirteen inch. Ideal. Oh, ideal doll is the brand. Yeah, ideal. The ideal yes. toy company was the brand. I believe they're also the t- the company that made. I think the Rubik's cube. I read. So they are behind a lot of trend toys. Oh. I see. And then there are dolls that do cry. I guess you feed them and then water comes out of their eyes. Mm-hmm. That's awful. I love yeah. that. Brand that that's from the brand American character. Ah, maybe that's where um, Bite Betsy came from, because they couldn't be Betsy Wetsy. Well, I think maybe it's both. I think they combined they were like the this doll has water coming out of everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Every, every hole has water coming out. <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. Um, I used to have a, a doll that you'd have this like spoon. It was kind of like a magnet, mm. and the the spoon would have food on it, and it was like plastic food. And then you put the food in the mouth, and then the food would disappear from the spoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, I preferred my model train because, of course, I'm a Therese. I'm a Therese, get me out of here. Um, okay, Scotland is great. I arrived. Um, the apartment that I, I'm staying in, that we were both supposed to be staying in, wasn't ready. There was like a weird mix-up where somebody had booked it while the host was on a safari. <laughs> um, and so they hadn't cleaned it. And so I had to go stay in a hotel, but they booked it for me. It was all very first worldly. It was fine. Um, and then I went to the grocery store. I went to Sainsbury's and I bought muesli. I went, the first thing I, place I went out in the world was I went to a cafe Mm -hmm. and everybody was staring at me. And then an old lady came up to me and asked me where she could get a tattoo. Nice. Um, like I knew what was happening and I was like, oh, okay, great. Everybody's just staring at me because I have bright blue hair. Uh, not because I'm... I don't know, American or annoying or something. It's just because 
I'm not in the gay part of town. But I did meet up with somebody who showed me where I, what part of town I'm supposed to be in, um, where there were people with oh, okay. uh, multicolored hair and uh, where queer folks go. Were there butch lesbians standing in the corner of the record shop? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's exactly what it was. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, Paradise Pier or something like that. It was like kind of a, um, it's a vegan, vegetarian, um, tiki bar kind of place which is ah. absolutely delightful the bar like over the bar there's all these stuffed animals it's very alice kind of place and there's like a lot of neon lights and um very queer friendly and fun so um, laser i, I looked up paradise pier edinburgh and all i found was there's a paradise pier hotel in anaheim are you did you just go to disneyland are you just at Disneyland? I just went to Disneyland. I was. I just went to Disneyland. Okay, I'll okay. tell you the actual name of the place because you're on Google. <laughs> it was called... Dun, 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 dun. I have it in my text because somebody else invited me to go there because that's what I look like. I don't think there's that many places in Edinburgh, to be fair. Yeah, it's a pretty small town. Um, Paradise Palms? Paradise Palms. Paradise Palms. Oh, yeah, look at this. It was lovely. Absolutely great. Recommend. Yeah. There, there's a museum of childhood um, not too far from where I live, which apparently has a bunch of dolls that I might go check out because um, mm. it probably will give me strong Carol vibes. I have been um, talking to shop, uh, shop girls. Oh, yeah? Yeah? Um, they don't really... T they don't, it, it's been... It's not like they're mean. They just don't talk to you when you walk into it like which is nice actually um uh but i've been uh trying to engage them in conversation like hey what's up this is cool nice soap or whatever um so i feel like that's very carol of me um and i keep losing gloves ever that's not true but uh maybe i should just mm. get a bunch of gloves and then leave them around town and see see if i can do a carol here in um in scotland mm. i got you a present you did I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Okay. I one of my favorite things. I will wait a month to see you, it. You will wait a month to see it. I went to the there's like one shop on the main like one of the main like shopping streets that has like it's this big window and it's like rainbow overalls, gay flags stuff, which was very fun. And I went and hung out in there and tried on overalls today. Um and I decided overalls were not my thing. It was great. Th that's mm. what I've been doing in Scotland. <laughs> It's very chill. That sounds uh, nice. And then two members of the same queer friend group are trying to fight each other for who can give me carnivorous plants. Because um, apparently they both have a lot of carnivorous plants and they want to get rid of them. But um, I don't actually want carnivorous plants. So they're both going to fail. Making friends. So you're going to take an interest... You're going to take an interest but not actually be interested. That's a very be-your-own-carol type of thing to do. Oh, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I do have my eye on this redhead who owns a steakhouse outside of Paramus. So I want to, I want to, I really want to ask Phyllis Nodge about that because I really want to know if, if that's, like, is that someone that Phyllis Nodge knows? Is that someone that Patricia Highsmith dated famously that she was sticking in there? Like, where did that come from? Oh... We got to get Phyllis Nodge on the show is what I'm saying. I hope so. I hope that's like, I hope that's just like one of her friends, <laughs> like Phyllis's friends. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes. she's trying to get free steak 
And so she was like, I'm going to mention oh. your steakhouse. A bunch of lesbians will go on uh, pilgrimages to your steakhouse. As a result, yeah. you'll have to give me free steak. Which is true, though. We're going to go. <laughs> this is a great racket. You should... You should... <laughs> Find like someone really cool who's queer who owns their own business, and then write a story where they appear as the queerest, f- the coolest fucking person in the story. Their business will be through yeah. the roof. I have a friend who's naming a character in her book after me, and I feel like that's a really good strategy okay. for get me to get to get me to tell people to buy her book. Like it's that's it's, fair, a, it's yeah. a small enough community that like I feel like it's easy to exploit your friends that way. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Um, I think it's good. I think it's really good. Um, we were texting yeah. during <laughs> during the show. I kind of just want to talk about our text chain because it made me laugh the whole time. Um, okay, please, yeah. Because it's been it's it's been so long. First of all, you did a very good tweet. That feeling when somebody says four twenty or sixty nine, and then it's just Richard going nice, um, which uh, good. It's very good. Um, there's a part where Hard gets drunk in the middle of, like, a scene where he goes from just being angry to being wasted. Um, and you said he's always drunk. That's a secret. Um, because you're famously a huge fan of the Avengers films. Yes, that's why I quote that line all the time. <laughs> okay. My thing is not scrolling, but one of the things that we were talking about was how Carol Laird is a bad girlfriend um, or a bad friend because she never asks people about themselves or what she does. She doesn't listen. It's true. Yeah, well, this is this is my crusade. I'll just say it. I guess I'll say it on the podcast. Please. I've had, I don't know, dates or lunches with people who I will go over an hour only talking about themselves and I will keep asking them questions mm-hmm. about themselves. And they will just never ask me a question question about me at all. And I like to think I'm like a moderately interesting person. I get that I'm not yeah. like good at talking about myself, but at the same time, like I I like to think of a conversation as a two way street. You got to go back and forth. It's not just yeah. I guess I'll just keep asking you questions, and and you have no interest in me whatsoever. And I I totally agree with you. I think like I don't think it comes from a lack of interest, but I mean. Okay. Not in your, like, I don't know what's going on in, in your situation. I think that sometimes some people, they get nervous or they're, like, afraid to ask the wrong question or they get in over their head or they're, like, they don't want to pick at a thread or something. I'm not saying this is right. I'm just saying, like, people, when they don't have the confidence or they're not used to having conversations or something or they just get lost, um, sometimes just don't know what question to ask or maybe they feel like i should already know this why would i ask this question i feel like i've been in that position before like i haven't been keeping up with this person's life and i shouldn't ask a question and now i'm i just don't care anymore i'm like so what's going on with your job like whatever it's fine um but yeah i've definitely been in that position like recently where it's like i keep asking people things and then later i'm like you don't know anything about me what's going on why don't you care (laughs) um and I don't want to talk about myself if people don't seem interested. It's really right. Painful. Yeah, totally. It's, it it people don't seem interested. It just like it feels like really um, heartbreaking or kind of I don't know what the word is, but like um, devastating. Would you say that heartbreak feels good in a place like this? Um, I guess in certain places, yeah. I would say in like a very specific place, 
heartbreak does feel good. Like the AMC theaters. Uh, in that one, which where, where is it? In yes. Valley Village or something? Yeah. Porter Ranch, Porter Ranch, up in up in Chatsworth. Porter Ranch. Yeah, absolutely. That's where heartbreak feels good. Um. Okay. The other thing you said was uh, was um, welcome back to lesbians in cars sleeping or something oh. like that, which made me laugh. Uh, um. <laughs> You were just doing memes. I, I, I yeah. it, it, it was I, in the in the in the first road trip scene. I said, "Welcome back to sleeping in cars with lesbians," sleeping in because cars that's with what Trent does during like half of the the road trip. Yeah, it's familiar. Uh, it's very good. Your fave is problematic, Carol Laird. Um, I love this movie. I really like watching it with you. I loved watching it today. I was really worried because I forgot certain cables that I wasn't going to be able to watch it on the TV, but I learned how to airplay. Mm. So good for me. I'm very strong and brave. Yeah. I got all, I keep, I started to get all, uh, get all dressed up every time I go out. Cause that's my other, be my own Carol. Um, it feels mm. good. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. So ah. I want to talk about this sometime. I'll leave you with this question and then maybe we'll wrap it up and then we can talk about it next week or some other week. Do you think Carol is trans mask? For the 50s? Yeah, she wears a lot of suits. She likes romance and pretty ladies. She's not the... She's not the most butch movie. Yeah, but but she's also like a someone in society. So like she she's upholding expectations. Like part of the whole thing of her going to the Christmas party is she's wearing like a more like businessy dress suit than like a <laughs> formal prom dress or whatever the fuck the the other like Jeanette and the others are wearing. It's like shades, right? Yeah. No, I. Yeah, I I think that she has she has mask vibes for sure. I mean, I don't. Um, I still, we, we, next week, I think we're going to have people who have written a a book about Patricia Highsmith that I have not read yet. Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't want to, um, I I wonder if we'll get some insight there about Patricia and Carol and all this stuff. But like, I think at least since this is a fictional character and we can do whatever we want in terms of projecting, I mean, Carol feels like she has, you know, at least for the fifties, she's doing a lot more masculine things than a lot of people are doing. Um, and I, um, I'm here for it. I'm happy for her, but yeah, obviously they're all stuck in this prison of mm-hmm. the 50s. I'm going to think about it and watch it again. Yeah. Maybe next week. And every week for the rest of the year, because we have to do this 42 more times. You know, if the right's attractive, let's do it. Yes. That's my favorite line now. Um, when when they're at the McKinley Hotel, she's like, Carol's like, two single rooms, please. And, and Therese is like, you know, the rate's attractive. Ah. The presidential suite, if the rate's attractive. If the rate's attractive. Uh, and then we get that really long shot of them putting on makeup, which is a very good Hell shot. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so as we always say, to end the podcast. If the rate's attractive. We'll see you next week. Betsy's scaring me. Bye. <laughs> Living for you is easy living, it's easy to live When you're in love and I'm so in love There's nothing in life but you The Best Idea of All Time is hosted by Laser and Alice 
Our theme song is Easy Living, as performed by Flowerlinks. Find more information about them in our show notes. The show is edited and produced by me, Alice, and as our friend Tim Bat says, everyone should go to bestidea.gay. And if you have thoughts about the podcast, you can email us at askmethings at bestidea.gay. If you like the show, you can leave a five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts. Please. The best idea of all time will return next week. Betsy's scaring you. I have to live with Betsy now. Yeah, yeah. This is You're welcome. terrible. You're welcome. Terrible. I love it very much. I, I, yeah. Just, just, just talk to Betsy as if you're talking to me, and and it'll make its way to me <laughs> through through the ether. I'll, I'll hear it. I promise. I'm really sorry about your love life, Betsy. I wish I could help you. <laughs> okay, this is definitely going in the podcast. I'm hitting stop now. <laughs>